0: I've been around
1: a lot longer. Yeah, that's <laughs> true.
0: You, you do have a cockroach effect. <laughs> Donovan
1: McNabb is with us today. TJ Fair joins us. We are joined to open the show by Josh Black. There's
2: overall competition, right? That, that's exactly what we needed for this team.
0: 1-10 in 10 is not something you really want to use as fuel. If Steve got in a fight, I'd come to his defense because he's my bro. <laughs> if you were on the ropes, I would have stepped in. You didn't need my help.
2: Hands off! Tucker feels his way in around his own man and he scores untouched. It's a touchdown for Sean Tucker. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonti and Pauly Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to
1: have you with us. Alongside Pauly Sebelia, I'm Stephen Fonti's We welcome you into a Monday edition of Orange Nation. We're going to talk a lot of Cuse football on the show. We're going to talk some Cuse basketball on the show, and we want to hear from you at 315-437-7644. We do have two guests, one from each sport. We've got. Josh Black set to join us at 1230, as he does every week throughout the college football season. Even though they're on a bye, we will hear from Josh Black. Coming up at 1230 and then 1 o'clock, Nate Champion, head coach of the LeMoyne men's basketball team. That's the opponent tonight for the Orange Inside the Dome. Exhibition game number 2 for Syracuse. We'll get the thoughts of one Nate
0: Champion, and again, we'll mix in your phone calls Throughout the show. How are you today, Paulie? I am great, and if you're tuned into to QSportsTalk.com right now looking for the Dino Babers uh, Q&A, he, uh, he gets the week off. He's out recruiting today, so you're stuck with us. That's right. It's a bye week, so no media availability this week.
1: Uh, we'll get back to, to Dino coming up. Much-needed bye week, week right? Jeez. It is. It is. It's a late bye week. I mean, most teams around the country have already had their bye week. Uh, Syracuse goes in. And, and that's why these last two games were so very important, Paulie, because you know they are now one win away from bowl eligibility. They do benefit from the fact that they have a bye week. They can rest up some of their injured players. A lot of guys are banged up on this team. We saw Trevor Pena not play. Um, Carlos Veterello was out. Um, on down the list – they did get the services of Garrett Williams back, which was important. The defense was outstanding, by the way, on Saturday um, as Syracuse knocks off BC. It wasn't the prettiest of performances. That first half was ugly in a lot of ways, uh, but the defense kept Boston College out of the end zone, and then eventually Syracuse got it going, and they went on that three-touchdown run uh, over the course of, of seven minutes where they scored twice on the ground between Tucker and Schrader, and then... Courtney Jackson with the kick return,
0: right, and it worked out great. BC hasn't exactly uh, lit people up with a uh, with their offense, not at all. But uh, the defense did what it had to do. Somehow won a game with their quarterback passing for sixty five yards. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Sherrod Johnson was their leading receiver with
0: two catches. <laughs> it was. It's. Uh, we keep saying you can't win this way, and uh, I said that in the booth. On Saturday, and Brian Higgins looked at me and said, "Why not?" yeah well they are yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're
1: they're proving us both wrong right. I, I've been saying that for a few weeks now um and they're they're proving us both wrong they've been they've been proving a lot of people wrong these, but it's these also last something
0: that you're not prepared for, yeah it's Syracuse is completely different than every offense in in college football basically you know besides what army maybe you know." Or, Yeah, there there are only a few out
1: there. uh, The old Georgia Tech uh, that are run first. And, you know, Syracuse is very much run first. You you look at what Tucker did uh, 207 yards on the ground. uh, Eight yards a carry. Had the long touchdown. And then that long touchdown, let's be honest, that set up Garrett Schrader's long touchdown because there was the the fake to Tucker. He got lit up on the play that allowed Schrader to make a move, got to the outside, and. um, He's he's sneaky fast. He's got you know. It's uh, not sneaky, Garrett Schrader. It's not sneaky. Okay. He was a wide receiver I mean, in he, the SEC. He, he doesn't look fast, but he he able to run away from. I think he's sneaky fast. Um, no, he's he's just fast. Yeah, he must be fast because he's running away from guys. Uh, and then he took that one 48 yards to the house. And you know, Courtney Jackson with a kick return. You know, we've been we've been banging on the the special teams, and and I think for good reason. There's been plenty of of issues uh, with that unit they showed up though and they made a big play. And Courtney Jackson made a big play with Trevor Peña out. That that return game, I mean, that has hasn't been, been the issue. Right. The, that's what I was going to say is the return game's been good. We saw against Virginia Tech, we talked about the return game, uh which was, you know, one of the the X factors in in that comeback was a couple of nice returns by Peña, uh Jackson. It felt like they put the game out of reach with that return. I mean, that that felt like the nail in the coffin. Uh BC is is not coming back from two scores down. Um, you know, given the way they're playing offense these days,
0: and Williams did a great job punting. By the way, he's be, he's had uh, he's had his share of bad games, but forty three yards a punt is very good. Yeah, compared it, to where he was. Talk and about he not, turned the field around a couple times. I was times. gonna say
1: not always pretty. Sometimes he got the the benefit of a friendly bouncer too, but
0: does yeah, count. It,
1: it does. It does count. Um, it and you know what? It all adds up to to the victory they got on Saturday. That was one of those they had to take care of business. Didn't have to be pretty. You just knew that they had to win it. Um and again, it's it is remarkable how the entire outlook and complexion of this this season has changed. You know, over the course of the last ten days, with that comeback win at Virginia Tech, and then taking care of business against Boston College, uh, this team's knocking on the door to a bowl game. And regardless of what happens the next two games, I mean, they're they're in it up until the very end. And I think before the season started, if you said Syracuse, you know. Will have a chance to go to a bowl in the final game against Pittsburgh. You would take it, and maybe by then they'll have it locked up. Um, But I I don't think anybody can argue about whether or not there's been a step forward. Now, is the step forward enough for you as a fan? You can discuss that, but there has been a step forward, no doubt, from last year to
0: this year. Yes, it's enough. Stop with that. No, I'm I'm saying for us it is. I think I'm I'm a fan, and I'm telling every other fan to stop with that. Okay. Well. That,
1: that hasn't been a consensus from the fans who have called this show. Um, I mean, that is open for debate about how much and where should they beat. You know, I get all that. But for this particular team, uh, how far they've come in the last couple of weeks. And again, it, it, there's a fine line between winning and losing. And now they've made a few plays opposed to the weeks before. You know, the other team was making that extra play. Syracuse has made that extra play now two straight weeks. I
0: really want this team to get to a bowl game. I don't care if it's six wins or seven. I just want them to get to a bowl game. They deserve it. They've played well. They're, you know, the two big stars on their team coming into the season, left midseason, and and they're still fighting. They lost. This team could have given up after three consecutive three-point losses. Yeah, you're right. This team could have given up at halftime
1: of the Virginia Tech game. With three consecutive losses and then, you know, the debacle at the end of that half. And I tell you what, they're resilient. They fought back from adversity and they could have given up when they were down nine with 525 to play in Blacksburg. Uh, And they, again, collectively found a way to come back and and win that game. Um, You mentioned the two stars. I know that there are a lot of SU fans saying, you know, Sean Tucker for the Heisman. It's Very impressive what he's done unfortunately he's not the best back in the country right now based on what Kenneth Walker is doing at Michigan State and the fact that he did it against the top 10 team and scored five touchdowns and I think if you're going to give it to a running back it's going to Walker because they're undefeated and and because they're in the top 10 Um, but in terms of you see his how the kids' ability, still. no, I know, but I, I'm I'm saying they're they're probably not. If their numbers are are equal, they're not going to give it to the guy no, who's I, on the four. I loss agree with team. That, but he's going
0: to, to he's going to. Uh, He's going to be on the watch list. Yeah, right? no, he,
1: no doubt, no doubt. I'm, I'm just, he could be in New York. But my, my point is, is I, I wasn't, I, I, didn't finish what I was saying. Is that I, I think for fans who want to see him win it this year, I, I think that that is a stretch. But it, you can't take away from what he has done and what he has accomplished, and the fact that it's every single week. And you remember back to the beginning of the season, Paulie, where you know we both said this kid's special, and we had people say, well, you know, he's only done it against two. I you know, kind power of agreed fans. with that. Okay. Um, but sometimes the eye test tells us that the kid is special. And at the time, I think we could all tell that the kid was special.
0: Yeah, he's good. He's great. It's just, you know, and I don't blame people for saying he hadn't done it against anybody. He did against Notre Dame. You know, he's done it against everyone. Now. He's done it against everyone.
1: And, it, you know, we talked about this late last week that not only is he the leader of this offense, and he continues to do it every week. He's doing it every week with the opponent knowing that he's going to do it every week. You know, the, the opponent knows that he's getting the ball 25 times a game, whatever you know, whatever the case may be. What, what did he finish with in terms of carries? Um, he had 26 carries. Yeah, I mean, that's about right. You know, I mean, you're, he's going to take a heavy workload every game. He's going to get 20-plus carries a game and try and stop me is, is, is their attitude, right? Is Sean Tucker's attitude. Try and stop him is SU's attitude. Um, you know, I go back to that Rutgers game. It's a shame he didn't touch the ball more than he did, and I think they all kind of figured out it was about the time that they were evolving. The philosophy was changing from you know up tempo and pass first to run the ball and a heavy dose of Tucker. And, and obviously, Schrader would take over the the quarterback duties a couple games later. Um, you wish though that he had gotten the ball a little bit more in that Rutgers game. Maybe it would have been a different outcome.
0: Am I allowed to point out one negative again? Absolutely. And I've been the guy who's saying this is going to get better. Garrett Schrader's passing was awful. Yeah, in this game, it wasn't even close. Yeah, he took a who step back though, in that right? regard. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, who cares? I mean, you, right? You, you don't care as much. Because that's they not won how this game. team's built. Yeah, you don't care as much because that's how they. They won.
0: threw the ball fourteen times. Yeah, that's it.
1: Sooner or later, and we've talked about this. Sooner or later, they're going to have to have more success through the air. Now, to his credit. We saw game on the line against Clemson, game on the line against Wake Forest, and game on the line against Virginia Tech, and in all three cases, he was able to move the ball down the field right. and, and hit passes when he had to. However, over the course of the first three quarters, um, he's got to have more success, he's got to be more accurate, and you know that they're working with him on that, but it did feel like he took a step backward in the passing game uh, in, this, in this contest against Boston College. I have a hard time believing that they can win consistently moving forward completing five passes only throw for 65 yards like that is not sustainable.
0: Well um the other thing is, is ser- when you only give up six points you can stick to your game plan. Right. If right. you fall behind by If you fall behind by two touchdowns right. it kind That's of That's out the window. Yeah. And that happened against
1: Virginia Tech. They needed to Two yes, scores and, late, and, and they he, figured it out. And, you know, he he rose to the challenge. Clemson, same thing. He rose to the challenge, that long pass to Pena, then on that final drive to get him in field goal range. So he, he has done it when he's absolutely had to do it. It's just that's kind of a stressful way to live. Let's put it yes. that way.
0: Yeah, I'll take it, though. we can't, You know, beggars can't be choosers as Syracuse football fans. You know? Who
1: would have thought this team would be – Knocking on the door of a bowl game with three games left, you know, where where this team was two weeks back. So it, it's.
0: I hope, and I said earlier, I hope they get it. The coaching staff deserves it. The players deserve it.
1: And the next one is probably the most likely of the three.
0: Yeah, going to Louisville. Coming off a bye week. On Lamar Jackson's yeah. jersey retirement night. That should be super easy.
1: Yeah, right. It's not going to be easy. None of these are going to be easy. Um, but Pitt, I think of the three opponents, this is,
0: you know, Pitt's coming off a Pitt loss. Pitt proved to be. Uh, yeah, they're beatable. Beatable. Yeah. They. They can snag one of these three, right? And, and that's that was my point. Is that they can snag
1: two of them. If they don't I'm even, in there. I'm yeah, in there. If they don't even get, if they don't get the Louisville game, I mean, they still they're one win away. They need they they need to put it together for 60 more minutes to get to a bowl game. And to your point, you know, maybe they get a couple more of these. But we want to hear from you. 76-44, Reaction on the game. Thoughts on this team as they move closer and closer to bowl eligibility. Nobody's gonna
0: call today, Steve. They won. Easily. Well, maybe our, our listeners nobody will pro- no, prove you wrong. Nobody, listeners don't call us; they're mad. <laughs> they want <laughs> there somebody is some fired. Truth to that. They, if they want someone fired, they're calling. They're not going to call in and say, "Hey, you did." Gr-. It's just, it's just like there's not a compliment box at the customer service place at like Target or something. It's always, you know, people yeah. lining up to complain.
1: We very rarely get uh, compliments called into Channel yes. Nine. I'll tell you that. Uh, it's usually somebody who's not the news happy. news guy, I mean, the sports guy stinks there. I'll tell you that. Yeah, why didn't you cover this? Why didn't you cover that? Why did Jim Teske get the weather forecast wrong? Which he very rarely does, by the way. Teskey does a great job. Uh, in any event, let's take a time out here. Uh, maybe our listeners will prove you wrong. If we don't get to phone calls, we'll hear from Dino Babers on the other side of some of his comments following the game on Saturday. We're just getting started on a Monday edition of Orange Nation. Back after this on ESPN Radio.
2: Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation.
1: All right, Stephen, Pauly, back with you here on a Monday
0: edition of Orange Nation. Pauly, using some reverse psychology. I lit the phones up. You did. One's ringing, two on hold. We'll get to those. That was my subliminal message to Jordan to do his job and answer the phone. First, let's go to uh, Marty in Tampa. Marty, what do you got
2: for us? What's going on? I wanted to point out like a kind of a key unsung play in that game that may have saved Syracuse's bacon. On the backward pass, that BC picked up that guy was either going to do a scoop and score himself, or he was going to lateral it to a faster defensive back. And Luke Benson ran that guy down from behind and tackled him at the 40 yard line. I think he saved, um, a scoop and score there, which turned out to be a big play. I watched it a few times on my DVR and, uh, I you know, I thought it was like a huge touchdown-saving tackle. And he's also made some big stops on special teams, on kickoff returns and other things. But I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but I thought that was a great hustle and effort play by Benson to grab that guy. Yeah,
1: that is a great call, Marty. Absolutely. And speaking of Luke Benson, he's the one who made the tackle the week before. On the kickoff at the very end of the Virginia Tech game, remember Dino said that if I kick it away there and they, you know, they run it back, everybody's hammering me today. Uh, Luke Benson made the key tackle on that play as well, and, and going back to the week before, Deuce Chestnut had the game-saving tackle, uh, which again, that that looks like it's going to be a touchdown. It turns into a field goal because of J- Chestnut's tackle, and then Syracuse obviously still in business, and they come back and they win that game. Great. Great call, Martin. Yeah, we, we we've seen a lot of those little plays that they it's don't hustle. necessarily stand out. Parker and Schrader get a lot of the headlines but that's a great call by Marty, you know, Benson making a couple big plays, you know, Deuce Chest out the week before. There are those those little things that add up over the course of and, a season and over the course of a game.
0: And that's why I say I want this team to get to a bowl game. It's plays like that. There. I said it.
1: All right, let's get another one in. Stephen North Syracuse up next on the show. Hey Steve.
3: Yeah, I want to uh... Give you some information and talk about Dino Babers. Uh, firstly, I think Dino deserves amazing credit for not only deciding to go with the new quarterback, but also he and his uh, um, Sterling, his uh, offensive coordinator, deserve great credit for completely redesigning the offense in the middle of the season to uh, appropriate to the talent that they had. And it's turned us into a winning team. Uh, he also deserves credit for hiring the defensive coordinator uh, that we have that has completely turned around the the, the defense. Tony, I forget his last. Tony year. White. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because uh, uh, the defense won that game. Uh, the average uh, major college team scores 29 points per game, so you got to score 30 to win most games. We scored 21 on three plays in the third quarter. And other, other than that, we looked pretty pathetic. But we won that game because the defense held them to six points. Uh, this is the best tackling defense I've ever seen Syracuse have. If you're one-on-one with these guys, you're done. Uh, and there's all kinds of plays like the one you just described. Where it looks like somebody could get away and go all the way, and in past years they would have, but not with this group. Now, uh, the one complaint—we've we, been in every game all year, which is another uh, positive. The one complaint is that we we lost close games. Rutgers was winnable, then we lost the three games in a row, and people were saying that. Um, We're losing these games because of bad decisions Dino made. Of course, the head coach makes lots of decisions during a game, and we only focus on the bad ones. Uh, I decided to look up Dino's record in close games through his career, Uh, Eastern Illinois, Bowling Green, and Syracuse. And close game to find is a single-score game within eight points. Uh, and all-time he's 17-17 on these games. So he's right at 500. Of the current ACC coaches, and I looked up them too, he's seventh out of 14. I, just to broaden it, I looked up all the guys that have coached uh, schools that were in the ACC since we've joined it. Uh, throwing in Notre Dame and Maryland, wound up with 32 coaches, and he's 13th out of them. Uh, the thing is, he has a strange record. He was 14-6 and through the 2017 Clemson game where we pulled off the big upset. And then he's 3-11 and 11 after that. And uh, uh, the first thing I thought of uh, is Dino made a deal with the devil to beat Clemson and, and the, the other end of it, he's going to lose all these close games. That doesn't sound like something Dino would do. I thought maybe he got slapped on the back so much after that uh, game he lost some IQ points, but I don't think that's e- it either. The three top ACC coaches on my list of 32 are Brian Kelly, uh, uh, Jimbo Fisher, and Davos Swinney. And uh, my my theory here is that, uh, uh, well, it's possible for a team with inferior talent to overcome the talent gap and make a, a close game sometimes. It may still be a great advantage in winning those close games if you have superior talent. You're going to have guys that come up with big plays, and I think Dino, uh, in his uh, when he was with Eastern Illinois and Bowling Green, probably had superior talent to most of the teams that he played. And that allowed him to build up the fourteen and six record. But through most of his Syracuse career, he's had inferior talent. And I think that might be a reason why he's lost eleven out of the last fourteen games that plus some bad luck, uh, maybe the explanation for it,
1: yeah, I'm with you on that. I think that's I think you hit the nail on the head, Steve. I think that's exactly why um because they they generally are the underdogs in those games at Syracuse at, at least in ACC competition if we're being honest um and these things have a way of working them, themselves out and he's right at
0: 500 he uh, recruited the talent too
1: yeah no that's that's true but he came here as i mean Syracuse was inferior when he yes. got here there's no doubt about that yes. um so i i think steve hit the nail on the head you know i threw out a stat over the weekend um, that Dino was going into the Virginia Tech game was five and 47 as a head coach when trailing at the half he's now won two straight like that uh, against Virginia Tech and against Boston College and you know those two wins have saved the season have changed the entire outlook of the season. Uh, and again, this team five and four right now, uh, knocking on the door of a bowl game. Uh, let's get one more phone call in this segment. We've got Josh Black coming up in the next segment. Uh, Scooter in Jamesville up next on the show. Hey, Scooter, how are you?
4: Hey guys, first of all, uh, uh, Steve, kudos for Channel Nine to continue showing the uh, Baron DeMone Halloween special. Maybe you know for the younger, it doesn't really matter much, but people my age, nostalgia uh, about how he grew up and stuff and. Yeah, it was great that, you know here, they transferred to Twist and I played for most of those members with them and the Twisters. Most of those guys were in different bands afterwards and sure. they got to play when they were all in the Hall of Fame. And also I was on Romper Room. I was like the Polly of Romper Room. I was asked back one week because I was unpredictable what I did on that show, so they asked me back. So <laughs> uh,
0: you yeah. want to know something about Polly Sibilia? My name yeah. was my name was Red in the Magic Mirror on Romper. Was that, <laughs> was that Romper Room? <laughs> Yeah when I was a so, kid? Paul, you were- Go ahead. No, that, I was just saying, my, when I was a kid, my name was read in the Magic Mirror. Uh,
4: yeah, it was sad. I, I was on it, and it was, it was fun. In fact, I told Miss Kathy, that, that because she interrupted me, that, that that she was rude for interrupting somebody who was talking. So, And I kicked the football and broke a camera. And So they asked me back the next week. So they, they thought it was good for ratings, I guess. But and anyway, the, the, the season is going, to be honest with you, is if you go back to after week one, I, I called in after seeing the landscape. Of the ACC and said Syracuse is going to be competitive in basically every game. There's no reason athletically and size wise. It's just going to come down to execution. And I included Clemson in the deal. So the seven or eight wins, I, I thought, it was, was, was it could, could have been. I mean, we could have. I mean, the Florida State and Wake Forest, it could have been wins. And Louisville's all banged up a little bit, I think. And NC State's playing about two of their starting. Uh, Interior linemen right now, which could help the running attack. Uh, if, if you know, if it comes down to it, we'll see. We'll see how much they get banged around this week. But bottom line is, guys, is, you know, the, the, the season. Like I think, Paul, you've mentioned it. It's bad na- national for the ACC, but good for Syracuse because there isn't a great team out there, and Syracuse is. They're all they're all the same, interchangeable. Look at every week; it's crazy. You know, you got somebody. You know, outside of Duke. Uh, basically, everybody can win. I mean, look at North Carolina. They've lost to Georgia Tech, and they go beat somebody. And Virginia Tech beats North Carolina, and we beat Virginia Tech. And, you know, Louisville's lost two leads in the uh, fourth quarter, lost a 17-point lead to Virginia, and they lost the lead to NC State. And uh, it's just one of those years. So, basically, I think we, I think there's legit. And the, the, the fun game's going to be inside the dome, and I can't wait for us the Pittsburgh-Syracuse game because I think that's going to be up and down. And uh, I don't. I, after after I saw what Miami actually did the Pittsburgh's defense, and they ran on them too. I, that's going to be a fun game. I'm looking forward. And I think that I think that could be winnable if Syracuse executes uh, correctly.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. On I mean, Pitt can obviously score, and we saw. Well, I was going to say we saw this weekend. We've seen throughout the season teams can score against Pitt. So yeah, I mean. There might be, a, maybe not 76-61 like we saw a few years back at Heinz Field, but um, I think Scooter's right. I think that could be a high-scoring affair.
0: And how about that? The two best callers in ESPN Syracuse history. Right there, back-to-back. Back-to-back with Steven Scooter. The only two that matter. No, that's not true.
1: Everybody matters.
0: Yeah. We love Steven Scooter. Well, the only two in the in the Hall of Fame.
1: Is that your Hall of Fame?
0: No, it's... Yeah, yeah. well, I'm I'm the boss. So okay, yes. all right, fair I enough. I pick who's in our Hall of Fame, and those two are in.
1: All right, we'll get back to your phone calls later in the show, but when we come back after this commercial break, we've got Josh Black set to join us. We'll get his thoughts on the big win as he and his teammates head into the bye week. We're back after this
2: on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com.
3: This is Orange Nation.
1: Alright, Stephen Polly back with you here on a Monday edition of Orange Nation. The, the music's got me off today, Paul. I put in some new bumps. I don't like it.
0: I don't like you. I, I want you to go back to what we had going. We we had the best bump music. Hail hail and our sports talk is saying Great choice. Baby, it baby, baby, baby. It's got me off my game. This is a great song. For Orange Nation? Yes. Okay. This is right in your wheelhouse. This was right in your uh, mixtape for the ladies generation. You're not wrong. Um, I just I,
1: I wasn't expecting that for our show. That's all. I think well, I feel like we have a
0: we're mixing it a up a little reputation. Bit. That that held up our both okay, all right. both of the songs I played today have held up our reputation. All right, not for me. What's up? And you, come on, man step up your game.
1: All right, let's go to the phone lines at 315-437-7644. It's our good friend Ted in Pittsburgh. Ted, how are you today?
5: Gentlemen, long time no talk. Yes, how are you? Good. Hey, great. Hey, I just wanted to comment on uh, Sean Tucker. Really enjoying his success this year in the season, but not to be a uh a negative nancy but do you think he's going to declare for the nfl draft next year with all the success he's having
1: so he's got to stay three years so he stayed this is two oh. he's, he's got one more so he's yeah he'll he'll be here next year unless he you know wanted to sit out you got to be three years removed from high school so he'll he'll be here next year uh, uh, and then i think the questions start about whether or not he leaves after that
5: all right i apologize for my ignorance no, i no, thought it was okay. two years but um Awesome, hey, and uh, and Polly, uh, why would the Steelers put in their kicker to throw a pass? Oh, that was awesome! Uh,
0: that was awesome. <laughs> as much as I hated hated to see it, because he's like the only kicker they have. What a disaster! He got blasted.
5: Yeah, he did. He did, and then uh, hey, did uh, did Pat from Syracuse, uh, the original Packet band? I haven't heard him on the show in a no, while. And so I was if he was okay.
1: So he's okay. He uh, he has a new job, from what we understand, and he's not able to listen as and much during fun. this. Uh, he's during he's this never lunch banned
0: hour. from Orange Nation. He is banned from Axe, So Brent, Brent got sick. of it. <laughs> Yeah, but he said uh, that's right. And and it hasn't been it hasn't been basketball season. So we'll see what happens
1: as, as basketball season heats up. Ted, don't leave us just yet. Um since you are from Pittsburgh, how good is how good is Pitt? The Pitt Panthers. I know they lost this weekend, but how winnable a game is that for Syracuse to close out the year?
5: I don't quite frankly I don't think it's I don't think it's winnable because I don't think Syracuse and, and Schrader's lack of uh, passing efficiency I don't think they can keep up. Yeah. I mean I think their defense is incredible but I think tickets just going to stand back there and pick them apart. I mean you you got to bring something on offense. Remember the game years ago when it was 76 yeah. to 65 or something Yeah we we're here? talking about that I almost yeah. think it's Um, again, I don't think they can keep up, but, 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 you know, only time will tell Syracuse tends to play big in these moments, especially if it's for bowl consideration.
3: Yeah.
1: Good stuff, Ted. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it.
5: Be in touch guys. Thanks. All right.
1: I was, I was telling, uh, Jordan, uh, it, Ted in Pittsburgh, I, I called him Sal in Houston one time because I thought it was a joke. I saw Ted in Pittsburgh pop up, and I was expecting Sal to call that day. I didn't
0: know who it was this time because last time Ted from Pittsburgh called, it was Ted Leitner, voice of the San Diego Padres. <laughs> That's right.
1: That is right. <laughs> so. We like Ted in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah,
0: and Pat can call whenever he wants.
1: We haven't heard from him in a while, but it's it, it hasn't been basketball season, yeah. so we'll see if things change once things get uh, get one, rolling. Here.
0: One can only hope that Pat will call in it's always so cheery. So Jordan's in here. Uh Jordan, how are you today? Uh, we gotta
1: put nah. his mic on though.
0: Come on. Come on, no, Paulie.
1: See? M- the bump back music has you off your game too.
6: My mic is overrated.
1: No. It sure is. Um all right, what do you got for us? What well, are we doing here? I have a
6: question for you guys. Okay. Are you, are you still wrapped up in Syracuse football or do you have things to say about NFL, MLB? I'll let you guys uh make this the choose your own adventure book.
0: I am uh I am locked in, I'm focused. Yeah. like a hawk. I think we keep today
1: all SU football, basketball, and then we can get into the NFL and other stuff No one cares uh, about the
0: LeMoyne-Syracuse game. You know,
1: I, I'll tell you what. I didn't think I cared about the World Series. I was like, Astros, Braves, I don't care. I really want the Astros to lose. I just, I, <laughs>
0: it, as soon as the series started, I was like... i have seen just, a salty side of you today, Steve. Yeah, I just... I don't like the bummias. I don't like the Astros. What's wrong with you? Two? You're in a mood. I don't know. I did not sleep well last night. I can tell. <laughs> So This is I, cranky and funny, and I kind of <laughs> like it. There's an edge to you. It's not a good sign when I'm starting Monday tired, because as we as we go know, home and yell at the kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Had a bad day at work. <laughs> this isn't a bad day. I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm allowed to be cranky. Um, all right, Jordan, let's keep it Cuse related. It. So yep. I don't know if you have SU football or basketball stuff, but let's do that.
6: Usually when we're dishing out the bird on Orange Nation, it's to give away Boston College tickets. We're going to dish out the bird right now and look at some of the best tweets of the weekend on the bird app. And I'm going to bring up this first one, because if you were on Q Sports Talk at 1130 this morning, you saw Paulie Sebelia with Behind Orange Nation showing you what goes into the show behind the scenes. This tweet was referenced from at SU Vidala. I like that Q finally gets a week off. Next opponent will be coming off BC, NC State, and Clemson. All physical teams, but emotions will be high with the retirement of Lamar Jackson's jersey and probably a sold out stadium. Nothing easy from here on out. That tweet brings up something that we were worried about, Paulie. Louisville seems like it's gonna be SU's best chance at that sixth win, but that game seems pretty dangerous, no? I don't I'm not one that thinks that a
0: crowd or an event changes the outcome of a game.
6: Uh, that's you, you that's just, brutal, considering...
0: You just got uh, to be the better team and win the game.
6: Considering Syracuse football plays in the Dome... You don't think the... Brutal. Hang on, hang on. I, I'm, Get him, Steve. No, no, no. Like, I don't think Lamar
0: Jackson's... Okay. Uniform well, retirement is going... Yeah, the game, yeah, yeah, I'm saying the event is not going to transfer to points. It's still, as Vegas would say, it's only three points. Okay. But a crowd can impact game. Yeah, but the players aren't going to be, hey, let's do it for Lamar. No, not going to happen. The better team is going to win no matter what's going on at halftime. Who is the better team? We'll we find know. out. Well, do we know? No, but I'd say they're very comparable. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I, I think all three games are. Louisville coming off a
1: two-touchdown loss to NC State. Uh, they beat Boston College by two touchdowns. If retiring
0: numbers at, at halftime, like one game... Don't you think every school would do it every game?
1: Well, it doesn't win games, but you, you started that comment by saying the crowd,
0: you know, crowd can't affect the game or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, you let's said. do you something don't... wacky at halftime. You run so out of numbers a in a decade. I know. What
6: kind of logic? It's like is
0: that? being the New York Yankees. They retire everybody. You play four games for them, and they retire their jersey. Or right, just everybody. You know, Zach Mahoney would have
1: his jersey in the rafters. Damn right. You get up for Zach Mahoney night. <laughs>
0: That's good for at least seven points on the scoreboard.
6: (laughs) Here's something else from over the weekend. Uh, At QSportsTalk underscore on Twitter, give us a follow. We tweeted out Garrett Schrader. Schrader, Wow, I can't speak. I'm sorry, Pauly. Garrett Schrader is an absolute blank. Now, there's an obvious word you could put in there that would apply to one Troy Nunes. But here are some of the responses we got. Gazelle, track star, not a good thrower of the ball, (laughs) winner... Gamer, baller, and, of course, magician. What one word describes Garrett Schrader's performance this season for you two? Besides beard. You can't take beard. That was already also used.
0: He's an anomaly, right? That's a good one.
6: Whoa.
0: Because he's just kind of different than everybody else yeah. in college football. I'd like I like that. like to ask for a
6: definition.
0: Can I adopt Paulie's answer? I like that. It's about time your mood changed a little bit here today, Steve. MRI nine oh one on Q Sports
1: Talk says hard nose. That's a good one. Um, you know, beast is the first thing that came to mind for me. I mean he's just he's he's physical, he's he's finding a way to get the job
0: done, uh, even though it's not always pretty. But I like Paulie's answer. The anomaly. Alan Iverson was the answer. Garrett Schrader is the anomaly. Put that on an NIL jersey and stuff. I was going to say,
6: let's let's put Get up some Garrett Schrader on the phone. The put up some t shirts. That's pretty good. If Garrett Schrader's an anomaly, though, what is Sean Tucker? Because Syracuse football, he reminded us that a 40 year old record is in striking distance. Sean Tucker is 105 yards away from breaking Joe Morris's single season rushing yards record for Syracuse. And I know that was a bit of an unusual season. So. Take it with a grain of salt, but what does that mean for Sean Tucker in his second season with the Orange? Still a freshman to break that record with another year that, like you mentioned, Steve, he's still got to play in college.
1: Yeah, Sean Tucker is a uh, is a forty four in a thirty four jersey. Um, he, I mean, he is. And and I, you know, I don't know if they're going to give it to him or not. And I know there's a lot of they know, logistics that they have to work through. And and Josh
6: Black says he's rioting if they don't. Give I it saw
1: to him. that. And and again, I. You know, you hear John Wild Hackett he says they want to get the thoughts of the families and we've heard we've heard different Things right? right? We've heard, like Rob Conrad said, that it should go to an incoming freshman. Uh, you know, we've heard, uh, you know, others say that it, it should go to somebody who's established themselves here. We, you know, Floyd Little's family has said they'd like, you know, uh, Floyd's grandson to have the first crack at it in two years if he decides to come here. I and I, I get all that, but you're getting different answers from different people that are obviously very close to the situation. So I know it's not an easy thing um, as they sort their way through this, but. If anybody is deserving that I've seen in my 22 years working here, it's, it's
0: Sean Tucker. Ah, uh, this is back again. Either retire it, which it should be, because Jim Brown wore it, for God's sakes. He's the greatest football player ever, arguably. Nobody should wear it again. Or, put it on this kid's back, like, now. Because you need him... Here's the thing, though. You need him to have it now, because... It's a whole different world in the off season, with a player like Sean Tucker on a school like Syracuse. There's going to be people calling. So if this is something that he wants, give it to him. If not, leave it in the rafters and don't ever do Here's it again. Here's
1: the thing about the Jim Brown wore it, so it should be retired. If Jim Brown were the only 44 here, I would say you're right. All right,
0: Floyd Little wore it too. Nobody Ernie should touch Davis. it. Yes, nobody I, should touch but, it again. Okay, for God's sakes.
1: Okay, we disagree on it because I, I I think it is. I mean, it's like the twenty two in lacrosse, right? They still give it out, and it's a recruiting tool, and it means something, and it's you know carrying on their legacy. And by wearing the forty four, we talk about Jim Brown and Ernie Davis and Floyd Little every year. Who's in the forty four? You know, I, I think somebody should wear it again. Um, and I think that if if you're, anybody
0: does, you're giving it to this. That's
1: that's my point. Is if if but, you're going to do it, this is the kid
0: or just say it's done with like so we don't have this talk every year well we don't right?
1: have it every year i think it picked up steam this year at least for me and i like this was this was off the radar for me until this year and and the way that he progressively like just he does it every single week um i, I think this kid deserves it but it's you know, yes. i'm not the one making the decision but there's
0: an easy way to just stop the nonsense is just saying it's retired say nobody's ever going to wear or, it again. or or He's getting it. Like you could say, he's getting it next year now, and it wouldn't hurt you. No,
1: it wouldn't hurt you unless you're going against the wishes of Floyd Little's family, or yeah, you know, exactly, which which yeah. I, you want their blessing. I understand that I, absolutely. I, I I understand wanting their blessing. So we'll see how this thing plays out. But um, from everything I've seen of Sean Tucker, the way he carries himself, CBW brings
0: up a great point. If if he has another year, like next year, you're retiring thirty four. <laughs> I don't know if you're
1: retiring yet. Yeah, no, you
0: are. You're retiring, like... Walter Reyes' jersey should get retired.
1: Yeah, you're saying, right, the individual jersey, like they do with basketball, not retiring the number. Well, they should retire
0: the numbers. It's silly. Why? I don't know. Doesn't every school retire? Like, isn't that the point of doing it? Honoring a number or, like, the retiring the number means the greatest player to wear it wore it, and you're never touching that again. Like if Sean Tucker wins the Heisman, see there, there, is, a, there sakes, is a For God's retire thirty four.
1: There is a whole nother threshold though when you're talking about retiring a number opposed to retiring jersey. Because like Jackie Robinson, right? Nobody's ever gonna wear forty two again. Like that is retiring a number. That should be the way But every it is.
0: school retires numbers. I know, but if you look at SU basketball, you're gonna retire like players can't wear you twenty
1: different numbers?
0: Yeah. You don't think Carmelo Anthony's jersey deserves retiring? Derek Coleman's? No, the re- retire the jersey. Yes, retire no, the retire number, the though. numbers.
1: No, I don't. I don't. Let the kids wear the numbers after so that. Siri- it carries on their legacy.
0: Oh, for God's sake! You six.
1: come here. Well, you know, you'll be the next fifteen. You know what carries on, on their legacy 44th. is
0: why you're not wearing that number and their jerseys hanging. But in.
1: Then nobody talks
0: about them. Do you think? Do you think we would be talking
1: about? Those guys is uh, on the broadcast every week. Why? Why do you have your face in your? Because this
0: is anno- <laughs> you're annoying me right now. Can we like, just you get retire Sean The Duke Walker
6: Award. How about that? If, if you can reti- win that,
0: you don't honor a jersey. You retire it. I tried.
6: Like nobody should wear
0: Christian Leitner's jersey number again at Duke, ever. Again, it's no a one whole should other wear Derek Jeter's number again. Nobody should wear Carmelo Anthony's jersey number again. Okay, he was here for nine months. He gave you a national championship. It was great. There's a building with his name on it. Nobody should wear wear his number again. Nobody should wear Tony Gwynn's jersey again. Okay, all right. You we we nobody should wear Larry Bird's number again.
1: Again, though, Larry. Like that's what I'm talking about. Jackie Robinson. Like Jackie Robinson is a no-brainer. Okay, nobody's ever going to wear that jersey again. But you look at SU basketball. How many numbers they've retired? Fifteen. Yes, and you're going to keep doing it every year, and you're going to get up. I'm not
0: saying you do it every year, Steve. Well, there's other guys in line, right? Yeah, they they announced. Do you think somebody should wear Jerry McNamara's jersey number again? Why not? Fifteen, exactly. By the
6: way, nice, Steve.
1: Why not? You have retired his jersey. Like when when his jersey goes to the rafters, it will be there. It's uh, Jerry McNamara. It will be there. I don't know why
0: this name just popped in my head, but is Charlie Ward's number retired at Florida State? What? What, why why
1: why
6: what does that do it he this would seems seems like perfect... a diversion
0: like if he like his, nobody should wear Deion, a... maybe you could,
1: I don't know you going Charlie Ward over Deion Sanders
0: no but like Charlie Ward was a great college player and his numbers retired at Florida State he nobody should wear that again and it's more challenging
1: in football because you've got 85 scholarship players you got over a hundred guys on the roster I mean, you start retiring numbers. I, I, I don't know. You I'm, act like they're going to run out of I'm, numbers. They're numbers, Steve. I understand, but I just I look at it differently. I think you you retire their jersey. You put their jersey up in the rafters. You don't retire the number. I don't know. That's the way I feel about it.
6: Or the rafters. and I think in a
1: case like we've seen with. With football and the 44 and lacrosse and the 22, there is something to giving that next generation of talent that number to carry on the legacy. Is there ever going to be another Gator Powell? No.
0: But you keep giving out the 22. But if you do that with every jersey? Come on.
1: We've got a phone ringing. Uh, 315-437-7644. Why don't we kick Jordan out of the studio, and then we'll take this call. To close out the show. So why don't you get out of here, Jordan? I'll
6: get out of here, but only because it's brought to you by Bugs Begone. I'm here to remind you that if you need help removing pesky pests like myself from your home, radio, studio, workplace, you can do that. Just visit Bugsbegone.biz. That's Bugs Begone with two E's, just like the bug, and just like I do to Stephen Pauli every day on Orange Nation for an extra half an hour only on Q Sports Talk now before the show.
0: Like, right. Do you think anybody should wear eighty eight at Syracuse again? Like, again, it's, do, it's, it's, like it's John di- Mackey that, it's is different. the greatest right. that tight end ever. Right.
1: That's different. That's that's Jackie Robinson type. Right? That's different. You look at basketball, like Ronnie Cycli. Ronnie Cycli was a hell of a player. I'm not taking anything away from Ronnie Cycli, but no one can wear four for all time because
0: Ronnie Cycli right. wore it? No. It, it, that's He started. Like, no. Stop. It, I don't buy that. I don't buy it. Do the Yankees retire jerseys or numbers? They're the greatest sports franchise of all time. I, I understand. What do they do, Steve? I understand. What? what tell me. Say it but out loud. But you're talking about what do the Yankee... all
1: time, all time greats. Like, is is Ronnie Cikley, yeah. Mickey Mantle in like, Syracuse? Yes. What? No, he's not. No, he's, he's not. Is.
0: Oh, for God's sake! No, yes, he's he not.
1: No, he's not. You want to say Pearl? You want to say Dave Bing? Like, nothing against Ronnie Cikley, Sherman Douglas. I Sherman Douglas was my favorite player. Sherman Douglas was, my was, my was the all time leader in assists at one point. Shut up. I'm telling you to shut up. Great player. Put his jersey up there, but nobody can wear 20 ever again because Sherman wore it. I, I I, say no. I say you can, you can hand that jersey out. Celtics retired jerseys. All right. We, we're desperately up against the clock. We can continue to fight during the break at Q Sports Talk. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.